this is where my theme music would go. <laughs> all right. So this is kind of a one-off, but this is what Pain Productions is all about. You know, I, I do the bag of six. I do the painful experience, but it's, it's fantasy football season. It's football season in general. Our Illini are one and oh on tops of the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> we got to enjoy that undefeated season while we exactly. can. Exactly. We, we, you know, <laughs> I was talking about the other day. It was like when the uh, when the uh, unranked team plays the ranked team and they come in and take they take a timeout after the first bucket to take a picture of the scoreboard. <laughs> we were leading at one point, <laughs> but. Like close to 60 million people play fantasy football. It's like a billion dollar industry. And it's it's incredibly social. Everybody leading up to their drafts are all excited about it. People have in-home drafts. People have Zoom drafts. People have punishments for last place. People have tattoos. I have, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Championship belts. (laughs) I have one right down here in my dungeon. Yeah, one one guy that I am in a league with, he, he got himself a ring for this past year. Exactly, championship rings. But at the end day, it's very personal. Nobody cares about your fantasy football team as much as you do. Quite right. You know, people have likened it to poker. Everybody loves poker. Everybody loves to play poker. They talk about it, but like if you start talking, oh man, I. I had uh, I had this king ace and and the flop came up and then people zone out. So <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear about your bad beat. <laughs> right. So the the dichotomy of how popular it is and how social it is and everything else, but your team is so hyper personal. It's like you know your waiver choices are still your own. You can reach out to your friends. I, I text Mike all the time, man. You know, is Naeem Himes gonna be that guy, dude? Like you know, he he's an indie. I try to I try to get inside scoops, things of that nature. But ultimately, when it comes that time for waivers to clear, you're the one that has to make that choice. You're the one that has to draft that player. So I just kind of want to get together like a little mini roundtable and talk about fantasy in general and just, you know, what it means to you and 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 how everybody's going into the season. So thanks, fellas. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So let's let's get into I don't even think actually I even properly introduce you uh, i know our, our regular listeners recognize mike butler and 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 sean moore from from previous bags but uh hello <laughs> here they are now together at last they never officially met each other until 10 minutes ago <laughs> and we already have something in common so how long you guys been playing fantasy go ahead mike um, I started probably 2015. Uh, one of my former employees asked me if I wanted to get in the league. I was like, how much is it? It was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm down. How many people are in it? That's how much I went in. Okay, cool. So, uh, didn't know anything about fantasy, picked my team. Um, I picked based off of the names I knew that were the best available when they came up on the computer screen. Um, and that auto draft team got me 12 wins in a row, one loss. Nobody cares about that shit, but (laughs) my first year I lost one game. And from then on, I've been addicted. Nice. Sean, I know you were a late bloomer, man. What, 
So yeah, Ryan heart. Ryan knows uh I was very anti fantasy football for a long time. Uh I didn't like the prospect of rooting against my own team. It's like if I'm watching the Bears and they're they're playing Detroit and I've got Calvin Johnson. I don't want to be happy that Calvin Johnson just caught a pass. That's ridiculous. So I hated fantasy football for a long, long time. Uh, and then my my wife was in uh, a work fantasy league and she's like, hey, um, if you got some extra time, could you put together like a list of, you know, like a top top hundred players list type thing? You know, if, if you got some time, that's fine. Uh, if not, I'll just grab one offline. I'm like, no, sure. I'll, you know, I'll take a look at it. And I got like super into it and like <laughs> compiled a bunch of different rankings and then like resorted them based on who I liked. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this. So I helped her, I helped her draft. And I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a draft guy in general. I love the NFL draft. Uh, so like the, the draft experience of that fantasy really hooked me. Um, and that was probably 2013, 2014. Um, and I'm in five leagues now, right? I've drafted four so far this year and I'm in, I'm in another one coming up. It just keeps piling up, man. And yeah, the draft is one of the greatest parts of the whole season. And I love it. And and it's like, it doesn't dictate your whole, your whole season, the waivers, trades, everything like that. I mean, you can't really lose your season based on the draft and you can't really win it either, but right. Whole process of sculpting that team is amazing. I'm going to go ahead and date myself and, and I compile, I actually looked up some players from this year just to give you guys a trip down memory lane. I started in 2003. Damn. <laughs> right. Shit. I had a ma- I had a magazine and a notebook and went to somebody's house <laughs> and had like the full like poster board and the stickers and you went up and did your whole thing. There was no internet then, right? Oh, no. Well, I mean, there was, but I wasn't using it, really. It, for, it was the I, AOL dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. resources for this, even if there was, other than to, like, look up maybe some stats or something. But everybody remembers uh, Priest <laughs> Holmes and LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh, hell yeah. That year. But do you all remember Amon Green? Oh, I yeah. Mean, number 30 for uh, the, the Packers. Yeah, he was number three that year. This was before PPR. Everything was standard. Everything was straight down the middle. We'll, we'll kind of get into that. But, I mean, everything, it was two running backs, two wide receivers. There, I don't even think there was a flex. There was just two running backs, wide receivers, <laughs> tight end, kicker, defense, quarterback. And, yeah, seven of the top ten were running backs. The only people outside of the uh, running backs uh, were Randy Moss, Torrey Holt. Ooh. Oh, wow. Torrey Holt, right? St. Louis represent. And Dante Culpepper, that was the big run. Randy Ooh. Moss, Dante Culpepper year. So yeah. Culpepper made the top 10 as a, as a quarterback. He was number nine. Trent Green was number 13 overall that what? year. What? Exactly. Uh, Fred Taylor was on my team. He was number mm-hmm. 14. Nice. Uh, John Kitna was number 24 oh overall my God. in points scored. 2002 was that there was a uh, lot of Bengals other era john like, kitna or is that uh seahawks era john kitna yeah thank you i think it was uh cincinnati Bengals john kitna okay uh but yeah other names that were starting to come up edrin james anquan bolden keaton mccardell was was crushing it but yeah that was 2002 in a nutshell and uh it started off 
for me is like that that social event like we literally got together people ordered pizzas got beer they had uh crock pots going mike i think even recently didn't you just have like an all-day draft event yeah it's out in my neighborhood with uh like 14 dudes out here and it's, it's wild <laughs> cool it's wild and then i just did another one uh, we couldn't go this year, but I have a partner. He's from New York, and there's like 16 New Yorkers out there, and they're just like wild. And then they do the old fashioned draft board. So they always have a girl that picks the names and puts it up there. And she might or might not be an exotic dancer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one's crazy too. So, like, I'm, I'm in some pretty intense ones i think i'm in eight leagues right now and i don't want to be in any wow <laughs> yeah you do because you jump at the chance to be in another one i just want to beat everybody <laughs> all right man so you've had some drafts and i'm not going to post this until after our draft tomorrow night mike and you're drafting two i'm drafting 10 so we're not exactly uh going to be sniping each other so much so i'm not worried about our conversation here but what players are you targeting or have targeted as this year's draft unfolds like i know it all kind of depends on where you're picking so i mean some of the first round it's a little bit a little bit dicey to call but like after you get past like later rounds what guys you need on your team so i went uh with the youth movement all the way around this year so like i bought into the hype of some of these dudes like uh, Jamar Chase, um, even though they're saying he's not having a good camp. uh, I watched the national championship game and you can't tell me that Devontae isn't, isn't a bad dude. So I've been going after him and then running back, like I'm bought into the hype that all these dudes are going to overtake the the person in front of them. So like Melvin Gordon's backup, Javante Williams, been going after him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everybody, there's two trades in San Francisco and they're talking about both of them. So Trey Sermon is another one I've been going after. So mm-hmm. my team, I think I ran an analysis on it. Like my oldest players, Lamar Jackson on one, one team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. But a lot of those might be, uh, later in the season. So I'm, mean, yeah, are, I got are some... these, these are like more bench players, right? So I went, yeah, I went holdover. So like my draft strategy this year, and like I'm going to tell you, I don't care. It's not going to mess me up. I'm going two RB1s, first two picks. Um, The reason being is because the wide receiver pool is so deep. Mm -hmm. Um, Quarterbacks are deep. Like there's nothing that a good RB1 that's going to give you all the points, six points a touchdown in most leagues. Like that's what I want is two of those guys. And if I can get a third one the next time around, I'll grab the third one too. Um, just so that I can go after the wide receivers later because there's so many. So at number two, do you, are you going to take Devon or are you going to take a cook? Are you going to take Kamara? I'm going to go cook. Okay. So I'm I'm going volume and then I just know that they're going to use him. Am I scared? He's going to get hurt. Absolutely. Had Christian (laughs) McCaffrey in every league last year. All right. What about you, Sean? What, what kind of players maybe outside of the first two rounds, which seem to be, kind of established maybe not so much late round two but you know what are the what are some of those guys that that seem to be showing up on more than one team or, or yeah so I, I try to find guys that i think are that i value a lot more than kind of the market does 
So whenever I like, I'll, I'll compile some rankings and then I'll kind of shift them around based on how I think they're going to be. And I always try to go in and look and see like versus whatever the, the current ADP is like, okay, I'm higher on this guy than pretty much everybody else. I could probably wait an extra round and still get the guy I want. So some of the guys that I had like that were like that. Um, and, and like Mike said, receiver is super, super deep right now. So I really like going running backs early, even though I, I picked second and then did not do that in one of my drafts. Uh, so I went cook and then did not take another running back uh, two, three, which was a mistake. I can tell right now, but uh, <laughs> I like guys like uh, DJ Moore, I think is going to be really good. Really? I think Brandon Ayuk's going to be really good. Um, kind of like that range of, of receiver. I think there's a bunch that are all pretty strong that are going to give you good, kind of either low end one high end two type uh, return for you that probably going to be there. like in your, your fifth round, your sixth round type guys uh, later. I, I like Trey Sermon. Like Mike said too, I, I thought he was really, really good at Ohio state. I uh, watched a, a lot of that team. Um, I like Jerry Judy to have a good breakout year. He yeah. kind of struggled a bit early last year. That's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit hesitant to take too many rookies just because I think it's a tough transition, but I think Jerry Judy's a good, good breakout option. Um, yeah, he was, look for, he was oh, terrible one, last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. He's been jumping up the board, though, since Teddy Two Gloves took over because of how accurate he is. Because Judy, a lot of his problems, uncatchable balls. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he doesn't I, have another a guy, uh, sudden deep threat like as as far you know I think he could run more of those intermediate routes. Two more guys that I've taken in pretty much every draft. Uh, second year guy Michael Pittman from Indy. Yeah, uh, I think he's got all the tools to really have a breakout year if they ever get a quarterback that can actually help him. There you go. Uh, and <laughs> That's then the key factor. And then someone I always I'm I'm taking pretty much every every draft in like the ninth or tenth round is Michael Thomas. Uh, dude has unquestionable talent. He's probably going to miss six to eight weeks, but for me, I'm looking at, all right, I'm taking a guy who could be a wide receiver one for the last half of the year, like in the ninth round. So I'll, I'll sit on him for, for six, seven, eight weeks, and we'll see what happens in the back half when, you know, that's when you're making your money. Have you found it? Oh, go ahead. You just got to hope he didn't burn his feet off like Antonio Brown oh, last man. year or, <laughs> yeah. or, or something crazy because, like, who waits? He, he sounds like Scottie Pippen. He's going to wait till the season starts to have surgery. He had the whole offseason. Yeah, he's this. you could tell he's a bit angry with the Saints <laughs> right now, but I got to trust that he's got the talent enough to, to, to do well. He's playing for that money, so he's going to perform. Did, did you uh, find yourself trying to pair him up with Callaway? Kind of no. like a, uh, a a baton handoff, you know. Like a lot of people are high on uh, Marquez Callaway because yeah. they feel like he's going to be the target hog going, especially after uh, their tight end Troutman got hurt. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not loving that offense until uh, until Thomas comes back. I feel like that's going to be it's going to be a bit dicey with uh, with with good old Jameis at quarterback for a bit. It's going to be going to be a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. I don't know if I want to chase that really until I kind of get that moderating factor of Michael Thomas back in there. 
but we've seen him throw for like <laughs> five thousand yards. He can if, if, if he can light advise, up the the stats. He's got to throw it to somebody. It's it's yeah. good value. I I, no, I don't hate on Callaway's Callaway. a yeah Callaway's a, a great late round guy, and I, I I hate to fall into the well he's got to throw it to somebody camp because you never know how that's actually going to turn out. It, it looks like it's probably Callaway right now, but. I've chased that that dragon of oh well someone's going to get the targets it's probably this guy and you end up choosing the wrong guy. It was it was a uh, Traquan Smith all last year. Yeah, we thought he, he was going to be the man. Yeah, never did. He never got it. And yeah, I'm I'm uh I wish he wouldn't have said anything about Michael Thomas. People are like forgetting about him. So exactly, yeah. So like I've been able to sneak him in a couple. I probably won't get him tomorrow now, but uh, I like him. Um, I think. When he comes in with Jameis slanging it, and that's going to make their offense too because, I don't know, Kamara can't carry him forever. He's bad. Actually, he's not, he, yeah, he's not, a, he's not a 25, 30 touch a game guy. He's going he's gonna to break down too much if you do that. So they got to spread it a bit. I, yeah, I just don't know where it's going. Uh, I feel like Callaway's probably going to get a good portion of that, but I just don't know. He hasn't been. Uh, so in my drafts, he's been available. After the drafts, I've had a ah. 16 team league and he was the last really? pick in it. Yeah. Whoa. But the other ones, he's he's sitting there on waivers. I'm seeing some dudes starting to pick him up now. I might have to check my leagues. I uh, I did not draft him in any, but I, I might pick him up uh, as a just just kind of a well, if somebody pops and it's him, that's a good guy to have kind of in your back pocket. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've been in a similar situation in Oakland because everybody's talking about Edwards or rugs, especially yeah. how that John Brown got asked to be released. Like I got rugs on, on, on two teams now. And I, I'm nervous. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> I maybe should have gone Callaway. He's a little <laughs> safer. And I love the Pittman pick because after uh, Hilton got hurt, I mean, it's pretty much him and uh, Paris. They, they did just sign QT now. So that, that's, mm-hmm. but he's going to need to catch up to speed, but, uh, I, I really think Pittman was was showing signs last year that he could be the number one in that offense. So I, I love that as a late pick as well. Yeah, he's 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 big and he's he's strong and he runs good routes for a big dude. Um, and I think, yeah, I feel this might be a a bit of a bad argument, but when you've got kind of a shaky quarterback, he's going to try to throw it between the numbers a bunch. Uh, Pittman at like six four two twenty five or whatever he, whatever he is is probably going to be over the middle a lot. I think he ran a lot of those kind of in breaking routes. I think that might be a, a guy that he's looking for because they don't really have uh, you know a dominant tight end in in Indy right now. They got what well, Mo Alley Cox might be a, a good jump out guy. They had is is right. Doyle still there? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I don't like, even know who their tight ends are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cox. I'm pretty sure Mo Alley. I know Cox is still one. there. Yeah. And there is a young know. kid that's been stepping up, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was like more of a dynasty pick from what I heard. So I, yeah. I, you know, and then we just, I mean, like the indie team's a tricky one, man. Like I live here and like, we just know how good like the coach is. Mm-hmm. So like he'll come up with a scheme to make his team work if they don't have a real quarterback and like <laughs> the stuff like he does, it's kind of crazy. So like indie like everything, like their defense, that's a, another good one that everybody oh, yeah. gets about. Um, their defense is solid, and, like, I don't know. I'm excited to live here. Yeah, no and, kidding, man. That's, that's and you've cool. got a GM that can bring in the right talent. There you which go. Which I, I wish we did. 
and man and he's such a navigatable town dude like you can walk to the stadium pretty much if you live even remotely close oh yeah but yeah i i i got a bunch of them but i'm, I'm only going to mention a couple here real quick uh my boy tommy terrific over in uh i i think a lot of people are <laughs> are reaching too much on, on the two big names. I think uh, Antonio Brown and Gio Bernard are going to be the two guys that are actually going to really benefit. I feel like my man's going to slide back into his old tendencies. I feel that Brown and him had a connection in new England and he came on late, but came up and popped mm-hmm. hard for a few games when he came in. And I, I you know, you can't really tell between Jones and Fournette or what's going to happen there, but I really feel that, and I'm not talking about starting him as a as a running back one or two, but I think uh, Gio is going to be a very valuable flex down down the way, and you can get him like toward the end of your draft. So those are those are two players I've been you know going after at the very end. Yeah, Bernard could do that that James White role uh, pretty well. Right. I think it's going to be like kind of the old band, you know. He's got the Gronk Brown. And geo connection going here. I think he's in really. I think he's really going to try to stick it to, to the world this year. Why, <laughs> why do you think uh, Geo's never started uh, for the Bengals? Like, besides relieving somebody. Yeah, no, I, I I don't think he is a starting back. I don't think James White's a starting back either. I don't think he's a lead back. I don't think he can carry the load. But I think he'll be in and on enough. And in a PPR league, I think he's going to bring like mm-hmm. fantastic, fle- yeah, flex value catch like six balls and get like 40, 50 yards and a few touchdowns, maybe even 60 yards. If you can get like between 13 and 18 points a week out of him out of the flex, man, that's, that's going to be strong. A lot of with times that, uh, you can't really count on, you know. With the Rojo and uh Fournette connection, like I feel like they, they just worked the the heck out of uh Rojo at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then they start working Fournette in towards the playoffs. That's what they did last year. Same yeah. with Gronk. Like, they, he was out there blocking. And then once the season progressed, they started putting him in the offense. And then he looked like old Gronk again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a good system there. So, like, I could see Gio, they're not really using him and then starting to use him if he's still got it. I, I just – I don't know. How old is he, like 50? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not as old as you think. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't feel comfortable starting either Rojo or Fournette at any given no. time. So I don't know yeah. who's going to be the hot hand. Right. But you I feel it. like Gio has a specific role that will always be there. It was It's kind of like that New England system. Like back when they had like two backs, you never knew, like, who's it going to be? Even this year, you know, even Stevenson and, and, and Harris, you know, Stevenson's the new hot up and comer, but you don't know if he can catch. And, you know, you know, James White's still going to have that role. I yeah. feel like he will cons- consistently be in the mix no matter who's getting the 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 one and two down work. I feel like Gio's going to be in the mix. So I like him as a flex. And nice. I think that's that's kind of a, for, for people that are maybe kind of getting into fantasy football. If you're in one of those PPR leagues, those type of players are, are good little kind of shortcuts to a, a pretty solid team. I, I remember I built a, a team one year that had a bunch of guys like, you know, Danny Woodhead and uh, guys like that. Uh, right. Chris Thompson, you know, guys like yeah. that, that are. McKissick will be another one. Yeah. McKissick's going to be another one of those. The top you can tier one. Those guys so late. Eckler. Well, yeah. Eckler, yeah. 
Eckler is the top tier version of it. He is, yeah. Way over he's the prototype. He's doing. <laughs> he's the prototype. But yeah, if you're in a PPR league, you got to take Eckler in the first. I, yeah, I, exactly. pretty much. That's too rich for me. Yeah, there's but, no way. Yeah, he's he's that tight. But I mean, he was like a third round. That'd be a great pick. <laughs> but in our draft tomorrow, we're starting three wide receivers and two flexes. So I mean that to be able to get Geo in like the tenth or ninth or wherever he's going, mm-hmm. like you can slide him in in that second flex or in that flex easy because you kind of have to go mm-hmm. high on wide receivers if you really you know when you got in a three wide receiver league that that value at like late round RB that can get you over ten points a week in like those late rounds, I feel is invaluable for sure. All right, man, we're going to avoids the players that no matter what you want, you're not drafting them. Everybody says like, well, eventually there's, there's the value is too good to pass up. There are some players I'm not drafting. I'll lead this one off. Go for it. I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to partially, uh, go against one of you, one of your picks mike cuz i'm not drafting any cincy wide receiver i don't feel i don't feel burrow this year and i feel that the talent of t higgins tyler boyd and jamar chase i i can't peg it i don't know where mm-hmm. it's going to go and i don't really like their line so much and i just don't feel that i feel like i'm going to pick the wrong one so maybe it's just mostly on me i feel they all have specific talents and i feel like I'm going to pick the wrong one. So I've just been avoiding the whole mess <laughs> going back to Tampa Bay. I don't like uh, Evans this year. I feel he's too touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's going to be spread out too much. You know, we didn't even mention OJ Howard. Like they have five or six different weapons in this offense. I'm not really keen on picking either of the, of the uh, Tampa Bay wide receivers too high, but definitely not Evans. Galladay is always hurt. And I think <laughs> and the Giants have the worst offense. worst offense in the league. Yeah. And I'm not 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 for anything. <laughs> and I, I don't Swift hasn't fallen far enough for me, especially with his questionability for week one. So I'm not mm-hmm. taking Swift for Detroit because again, that seems real bad as well. And so no matter how skilled he is and how many catches he can potentially get. I think Jamal Williams is a very capable back to take a lot of work from him, especially if he's coming back nursing an injury. So I don't need a guy to, to those first couple of weeks are so crucial. I don't need Swift to be like 30, 40% carries in the first four weeks or whatever, because they really don't care. So those are, those are some of the players I'm avoiding at all costs. So I agree with you on the, the Cincy receivers. I, I don't know which one to take on that. I feel like there, there's a lot of miles to feed in that receiver core. And I worry that Burrow is going to get whacked again. Cause like you said, they don't have anybody that can block for him. Um, I think it's Jamar good Chase for football. Great. It's just not yeah. good for fantasy football. Like as a Cincy fan, I'd be like, man, our, our wide receivers are stacked, but for fantasy is a whole different thing. And I think people people saw Justin Jefferson and just assume that, oh, Jamar Chase was the number one in that system over Justin Jefferson or was like the one A and just right. and uh, Jefferson was the one B. You know, he'll be that 1400 yard guy in his rookie season. I, I don't I don't think he is. I think he's talented, but I think we got to remember that most rookie receivers don't even get a thousand yards. Um, 
I think T Higgins is, is probably the better value of those two guys. And, and he's going a couple of rounds later. Um, as far as other guys I avoid, I don't trust miles Gaskin at all. Ooh, I don't I trust miles. miles. So I'm, I'm anti miles. I don't like miles Gaskin. I don't like miles Sanders. <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're named miles, I'm out on you. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mike Davis, that's another dude that I think is he's in a he's getting a bump because it's like, oh, who else are they going to give it to? That doesn't necessarily mean that he's good. Um, they just signed Wayne Gallman, by the way, which is a big, big, big thing. They, <laughs> they cut Kadri Allison. Yeah. Gallman uh, has been doing decent. I don't, he's not a world. Gallman beater, was decent, but, but yeah, younger and can take some carries like Davis had nobody behind him. The fact that they cut yeah. Allison after they signed Gallman is enough to show how weak the backup was for Mike Davis. So, I mean, I think that is actually something to note going into this final weekend. Again, I, I think that people just get they, they look at the depth chart and they're like, oh, who else is there? He's going to he's he's going to get a thousand yards just because he's going to be the only one that gets that's that's how you get. Um, who is the dude from Baltimore? Alex Collins. People are like, oh, Alex Collins, who else are you going to play in Baltimore? It's going to be Alex Collins easily going to get 1,200 yards. So he was getting like a second or third round pick a couple of years ago, and he sucked. Uh, <laughs> well, you only have to look to last year. I mean, Gurley gave you about six weeks, and then the wheels yeah. fell off. His knees fell and, off. And then, and then the whole uh, running back situation for Atlanta was a void. So I'm, I'm shocked they didn't do anything more dynamic than Davis. Yeah, me too. I, I can feel you on that, but I'm going to push back on this Gaskin, man. Why, why no Gaskin? <laughs> if I didn't finish talking about my Tampa Bay wide receivers, he was, um, he's one of the guys I'm looking at. Okay. G- give me, give me explain why I'm, I'm willing to hear. Oh, because I, I feel he's a, he helped, you know, all right, we're going to get back into the personal side. Okay. Uh, fantasy football. Miles Gaskin basically uh, got me a championship last year. <laughs> um, I had a lot of injury problems. He was someone I picked up late down the stretch. He was amazing. Uh, I mean, I mean he I'm had gonna, like I'm not going to pull a money games? ball and just show you the the the, uh, <laughs> the guys that you know. I'm not going to yada yada Chavez or Barry Zito or anybody. I still had you know uh, you know Devonte Adams and, and some superstars in my team. <laughs> but he his run and, and 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 catchability, he put up big numbers. And uh, I I don't feel Malcolm Brown. I don't I don't fear Ahmed. I know that everybody kind of got a little nervous with the work that Brown got early on in the preseason. But then the following game, Gaskin was everywhere, and he may be kind of a smaller dude, but uh, for as far as run and catch, and he's going to be a he's going to be a, a focal point of this offense, in my opinion. Nope, too small. <laughs> That's your counter. Nope. No, he, no. He, so he had. You're remembering he had like a, a really strong like week 15 where he had like like a hundred yards and like five catches. Uh, so you remember in that, and he won you a semifinal, and and you think he's he's the shit now. Uh, dude's too small. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. He's a little guy. Uh, that's not going to last up over a season. Uh, you're, you're remembering the highs and not remembering like the, the, the 12 carries for 30 yards that he had like over and over again. You're looking at the depth chart thinking that who else is going to be there. That's how you, again, that's how you get in trouble. 
So I am, I'm fading Miles Gaskin pretty huge. Like I would rather have, I'm looking at my running back list. I'd take Trey Sermon over, over Miles Gaskin. I'd take Kareem Hunt. I'd take Gus Edwards, all those guys, a good round ahead of Miles Gaskin. He started picking up midseason, man. All right, here was the deal. Like his targets, <laughs> his targets, week two, seven, week three, five, week five, five, weeks, week eight, six. He got a little injured there, and that's when Ahmed and everybody came on. You're right about the big week 16, which did ultimately project me into in, into my finals. But <laughs> from when he got back from injury, he had a 15.1, 12.6, 10.3, 12.1, 28.9, 13.7. Like basically from week five on when he was healthy, he was a double digit scorer. I, I, man, I just I, I, I don't see them doing enough in to I don't think Ahmed is going to be the guy. He was the guy for like three games last year. <laughs> when he was hurt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think you're, you, you have to take him as like a fourth round pick. And I think, Oh yeah. I'm not saying way I, too high, but the problem is for people like me that they, you know, again, I'm going to go ahead and project for Mike in our draft tomorrow. Once I get past like pick eight, maybe I'm going zero RB this year. So like I'm going to be in 10. The guy I really want, the guy I really, really, really want is Calvin Ridley. I don't, I'm nervous that I won't be able to get him on the turn. So I have a big choice coming up for me at pick 10. What I really would love is to get Ridley and Harris Najee. But I don't think that's going to happen. Because no matter which one I pick, I, there's four picks in between. I don't think the other one's going to be there. But one way or another, I think between Diggs, but it's a three receiver league. But it's you also a, it's also a two keeper league. Yeah. So we're setting up the dynasty. So mm-hmm. you got to think like somebody's going to grab Mahomes. Somebody's going to grab somebody out of order. So that's what I'm waiting for on that. Because I was able to get. In our keeper league, I was able to get Ridley and uh, man, I can't remember who it was. It doesn't really matter, but it was a top tier and I got Ridley. I was really happy by having both of those on the turn at 10 and 11. I think Ridley has uh, wide receiver one, like all over. Like, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not saying like yeah. top 12. I'm saying the number one, one wide receiver possibility this year. Oh, definitely. That's one. But, of the ones. I mean. So I'm just curious to what Julio's going to do in Tennessee because, like, I don't think Julio sucked when he was in Atlanta. I just think it was a bad situation. So, like, he's not on the decline, and he's going there to be with A.J. Brown. Like, those are two nasty, nasty receivers right there. Yeah, right. that's a, it's a good receiver. Right, that's going to be my polarizing player, so let's let's hold off on that for a minute. <laughs> All right. But before that, Mike, who are you avoiding? Um, so as I'm, I'm avoiding Zeke. Um, so every year, uh, he's declining and like, he's almost hit that, that age where he's 30 and then he's got a backup that's better than him and they know he's better than them. So like, I'm taking Pollard and Layton in the drafts just because I know that Zeke's going to lose his job. Um, so another one, and just it's shifting now that, uh, Cam got cut, but I was avoiding 
anything to do with the New England Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm curious about the Jacoby Meyer yeah. um, and the other kids, see if they can do something now that they have a real quarterback. But I was avoiding that whole offense, even the the running backs. Like, I yeah. didn't want anything to do with it. Because he'll poach? He'd poach goal line, and then he oh, wouldn't yeah. throw to anybody. He was like the anti-fantasy player. Like, because you, you can't it. start him. And you can't start the running backs, and you can't. He threw like twelve touchdown passes last year. He basically was like venom for, for your fantasy. He, team. he was trash last year. Yeah, <laughs> it hurt. And he came out hard in like game week one, and everybody's like, "Oh, you slept on him." No, man, no, no. That yeah, <laughs> Jacoby, I was getting at a value, but now he's shooting way up. I got him on mm-hmm. one team, and now I don't know if it's getting too rich or whatever. But I love that pick, man. And then another one's uh, Joe Mixon. I just oh. hate Joe Mixon. He's on my popular players list. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. No, let's go. Let's go right now. Because everybody's in two camps. He hurts everybody every year. So, like, every time that I've mm-hmm. had him, personally, he hasn't done a thing except get hurt or fumble a lot or not be in the game. And I can't have him on my team ever. Um, there's a couple other dudes that I could never have on my team, but Joe Mixon, I can't stand him. I, I'm on the opposite end of that. Uh, that's why he, he's he, polarizing. That's what I'm he, saying. He Everybody's does get in hurt. one or two camps. He does get hurt way too much. I, I totally get that. Um, I am, I am with you. I haven't been a dynasty league where I've, I've had the whole Joe Mixon experience and it's been mostly painful, <laughs> but uh if if big if if he can actually last a season he gets you solid high-end rb2 low low-end rb1 numbers because he's actually he's one of the few guys that's actually a potential three down running back uh in that in the league there aren't very many of them that can actually catch the ball and run the ball and get you get your rushing touchdowns and get you 50 plus receptions uh, I think he's got so much talent despite being a major dirt bag and I hate rooting for him, but <laughs> I, I I've got him in, in a couple of leagues just cause I think he gets slept on. Cause people are like, Oh yeah, Joe Mixon sucks, but still young. I think he's still got a lot of talent. So I scoop him up a lot in a lot of different leagues. You sound like uh, the coach that used to coach the Browns that was in love with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon had like one good year and like, we've been holding on to that one good year for the last. Oh, I was, I was that, I was the, 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 the Josh Gordon ex-boyfriend for a long time. Uh, You know, assuming that he would, you know, this time he's going to do me right. Um, I would pick him up like over and over again. He came back. Oh, I'm just going to speculate. I'm just going to put him on the end of my bench. Just in case lightning in a bottle. To the point that my wife, my wife would laugh about it. Like, uh-huh. We'd be we'd be in the car and she'd be like she'd get like a notification on her phone. Oh, Josh Gordon just got reinstated. You're gonna pick him up on your team. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the I, same thing Joe Mixon's gonna give to you offensively. <laughs> You're gonna remember the one good year, and then this I'm year, willing to be hurt again. He's gonna hurt you this year, especially that's if you guys don't have any faith in his quarterback. I do. That's I know. I, I, I like Burrow. I just think that. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that receiving core, and I don't trust that line. I wish they would have would have beefed up that line at all to, to protect their guy, but 
No, I like I like Burrow. I think Burrow is a solid quarterback. Yeah. That's the one thing, man. Like, uh, cause I I was not feeling mixing. And at one of my pick or one of my leagues earlier, I was in the back end again and I'm gonna go zero RB. So it's gonna it's gonna screw me again tomorrow night, just like it did the other night. I had actually a pick late in the round and I'm like, okay, you know, don't do mocks kids. Just don't do mock drafts. They're <laughs> never, <laughs> they're not realistic. It's okay to do them a couple times to kind of see where people are falling. But a lot of the times people are auto picking or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to definitely get at least like Diggs and Ridley or some combination of there with and out. And it went ahead of me, like pick four, was Devonte Adams pick Damn. four? Jeez, yeah. Damn. So by the time it got to me, I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" I ended up, uh, I ended up with Najee Harris and and Mixon in my one and two picks that because sucks. everybody went ahead. I'm not feeling, I'm not avoiding him, but I'm not feeling your buddy Nuke Mike. I'm not feeling Nuke this year <laughs> because I feel really? like between AJ Green and Moore. And like a few other players, I feel like he won't get the target share that he used to get. I think he's still going to be a solid yeah. back end number one, maybe top end number two wide receiver, but he's not going to be where I wanted him. Yeah, I think he's going to play that uh, Fitz role and maybe try and just catch yeah. touchdowns. Yes, yeah. I can see him doing that. Mm -hmm. So I had to swerve and like it made me sick doing it. But I was like, both of those guys, I think in between Harris and Mixon are are unicorns and the fact that they are three down back mm -hmm. bell cows and in a PPR league will get receptions on top of uh goal line work and on top of all that. So I had, I had to flip and uh, it hurt me, but like, yeah, man, mixing definitely polarizing player, man. <laughs> so you guys have done a couple drafts. Either, either you want to guys want to flex one of your squads. You guys want to uh, lay out any any team that you love? Yeah, I just got some stupid, <laughs> ridiculous teams that I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> right. As soon as I start telling the people that are on my team, then they're like, well, I wish I was in that league. Those guys suck. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, man. I got, I got more polarizing players then. Let's, <laughs> yeah, start with, let's start with Pitts. What's everybody's thoughts mm -hmm. on Pitts? Everybody's one way or another on him. He's either the uh, the Megatron matched with you know <laughs> Marshall Falk matched with uh, whatever. Like he can't be stopped. He can line up wide. You're gonna get an extra cheat code because he's gonna be a receiver. Yep, as tight end, and he's gonna break all rookie receiving letters. You know records as a tight end. And then everybody's still stuck to the rookie tight ends only have a certain capability, you know? And so if you're going to draft them that high, you're not going to get the payback on what you get. And you might as well go Hawkinson or, or Andrews or somebody like that. Who's going to give you like a safer floor because they still have Hurst there. You know, I mean, who is a capable tight end? I mean, where do you guys land on pits in a non keeper dynasty type of way? It just, Talk right. straight reject. So I am, and, and you know, I, I am an NFL draft fan. 
Uh, I wouldn't call myself an expert by any means. I just, I liked the NFL draft. So I, I look at a lot of college and Kyle Pitts is the best tight end that's come out probably since Vernon Davis. Yeah. Um, it is. So I, I took him, I actually traded up in, I'm a, I've, I've got a full dynasty league um, where it's. I said, we're not talking dynasty, Sean. I, I know I'm just prefacing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think, I think over the next six to eight years, he's going to be a top two or three tight end every single year. Cause he is, he's a cheat code. He is, he is a receiver that is labeled as a tight end this year. I think he's probably got like the value of a solid wide receiver two or a flex. Um, Cause they're that is an offense that does throw it a ton. And I, I, I do think that um, Calvin Ridley is going to be the, the number one there, but Pitts is going to get a lot of time outside the tackles. You think um, he's going to be the number one? <laughs> and Ridley's going to be the be. number one. <laughs> but I think I think I think people are looking at at, at uh, Kyle Pitts and thinking that oh yeah he's going he's easily going to get a thousand yards no problem because it's you know it's that offense. I think he's getting a little overdrafted. I think if he got the numbers that Hawkinson, like you're drafting him to be like back to back with Hawkinson. And I think people are sleeping on Hawkinson a little bit. Hawkinson was really damn good. And he's probably the number one target in Detroit on a, on a bad offense, but right. He's probably the one that's the, the best receiver of that, of that group. I like the, I, I think for that same, for that same, I think, after this year, I would much rather have Kyle Pitts. For this year, I'd probably rather have Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I think they're reaching a bit for Pitts. That's where it's I at. love the talent for Pitts. I love right. the talent. I think yeah, he's amazing. I'm I'm not knocking the talent. It's the price. Like people are are drafting him in like third and fourth round. Is, the pr- third and fourth round is just crazy. That's way too high. What do you think, yeah. Mike? How you feeling so, about Pitts? <clears throat> exactly the way Sean ended like I, I wait for next year like he's got to show me something this year and like everybody just keeps forgetting that Matt Ryan is still the quarterback uh, <laughs> Matty <and> check down <laughs> so <laughs> so that's that's the one part where like I, I just don't think he's gonna get to his next level until Matt Ryan is in, in uh, Atlanta so I'll wait well that's kind of thing to think about how many years do you think Matt Ryan has left? Do you think uh, Atlanta is going to pick the predecessor that will feed the offense too? Cause I mean, when you start thinking about dynasty and keepers and things like that, you got to start thinking about the age of your quarterbacks and how they match up with their yeah. weapons. Do you think Pitts is like QB proof? I don't, I, I, I don't. He, based off what Sean said, it sounds like he could be, but I'm not. I think he is. Cause it's a different game in the NFL. So I think you I mean you look at Darren Waller, he's got Derek Carr who's no great shakes <laughs> and he's still, you know, a 90 catch, 100 catch tight end. I think Kyle True. Pitts could do that. I think he's better than Darren Waller talent. Oh yeah. But, you know, you got to get him in a, a, a bit of seasoning to him. Um and that was really surprising to me. Like I was like, "Oh, you know, they're the 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 Falcons, they're absolutely got to They got to take their their quarterback and waiting because Ryan's probably got this year left in Atlanta. And then his if I remember it correctly, his his contract's really cuttable after this year. 
So I, I think like they're they're probably going to move on from from Ryan after this year, uh, and they might be bad enough to take a, a young quarterback high in the draft in in twenty two. So you know they might have kind of of a learning curve for Pitts next year too. But right, I, I think Ryan's got one more year there. They're not going to be Houston. No, no, no. They're, they're not, not going to get the number one quarterback. But no, Houston's a dumpster fire. <laughs> And Houston's not going to have their uh, former franchise quarterback much longer either. But I digress, and I'm not going to go there. We already talked about Voldemort in our uh, 90s R&B draft. <laughs> We're not going to do it here in, in the fantasy football. By the way, Mike, I had your, your team. Your, 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 uh, yeah, Sean, Sean voted for you on the 90s R&B. Appreciate you. I, I appreciate came up with like a list of my own, and you had, I think, two or three of the ones that would have been on my list. So I'm like, yeah, Mike wins that one. Dude, I, I made that shit in like two minutes. They were texting each other the rules all day and didn't tell me anything. But <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I, we were technically texting you, but you changed your numbers so damn much that it wasn't the right phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I brought him up earlier. And someone that will be tempting in the back end of the first when I start picking tomorrow night. What do you guys feel about Saquon Barkley on that garbage mm. offense and still unsure for week one? What do you do with him? I've been uh, skipping him as mm. well. So him and Zeke, I took a pass on. So, like, I know Barkley is awesome, um, but I know the Giants are not awesome. Their offense isn't awesome. He's going to be running for his life, and then they're still going to be trying to pass the <laughs> ball because Daniel Jones is playing on a on a contract year. So, like, everything's – I think it's going to go through Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to try and prove himself, and he's going to start looking like Eli. So that's all I got. <laughs> he, he does already kind of look like Eli. Identical. Uh, there was that meme that was like, Daniel Jones looks like the actor that'd be playing Eli Manning in a story about Peyton Manning. <laughs> Definitely. Basically. And, and he trips over uh, uh, yard markers, so you got to watch out for Man. that too. <laughs> Dan- Daniel Jones is – he. Yeah, he's he's like the uh, the 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 fly in the ointment. He's the the bug in the computer. He just kind of <laughs> grinds everything up and slows it down. I I still love the talent for Saquon though. It's tough to pass up, despite it being just a garbage team and a garbage offense. Um, if I'm in where the would back you the, take him? Where would you take him? Uh, anywhere from seven to. 12 somewhere in there wow. yeah i take I him as high as seven i can't take him in the first round because he's gonna no for sure i'd take him back into the first no doubt i can't uh, i feel like he's gonna get you a good a thousand to twelve hundred rushing yards and he's gonna get you probably 70 receptions he's gonna get you a good 1500 yards if he stays healthy he hasn't even been cleared for week one yet he'll play yeah. you he's sure he'll play. i think they said, he'll play. They said he has <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He hasn't right. been tackled. He hasn't been tackled yet. I don't, so I don't think he's ready. No, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I I just, I, I look at that talent and I think, I mean, it was, it was a week two ACL tear last year, right? It was against the bears. Yeah. Which I think was week two. Um, I do think he I has think, like those be ready. Anderson robot genes that I don't really fear the fact that he can't recover. I just don't know where he is right now in the recovery because they've been putting the kid gloves on him so much that like how much is it him wanting to come back? Like, you know, when he was hurt was 
two years. No, ago. that's 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 valid. That's valid. And try to come back at the end of the season, and everybody was so excited, and he was a shell of himself. Like, yeah, I've got personal biases. I think I think pre-injury Saquon was just that kind of unicorn, definitely can do it all type guy, and I. So I, I just assume he's going to be back to normal. And then I look at like Dak Prescott and be like, you don't even know if his shoulder's okay. So I, I kind of take, I, I'm Dak's a guy and I'm, I'm kind of waiting on a bunch. So I never get Dak just because I, I mean, I'm the, you know, it's the same, same exact argument. I take one side with, with Dak. I take the other side with Saquon just because I got biases for one against the other. Yeah. Like if Dak falls out of that offense, they have nobody that can run that offense. And like, yeah. it's just, horrible for everybody like there's nobody that's getting off so we will trade dalton right back to him if they if they need him back you want him right now (laughs) take nick Foles too throw bdn at him yeah absolutely the The problem i have with saquon is like if you miss that first round pick that's a hard comeback it is like i said earlier you know you can't lose your draft outright because of the way you can swerve. I mean, I, I lost Michael Thomas in, in a, he was my first round pick last year. Mm-hmm. And that, that crippled me, man. I mean, it's so hard to recoup the production that you expect to get there. So, I mean, it's just the unknown going into week one and having that faith. I respect it, man, but I, I can't get there with you. Dude. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just liking the talent, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I but it's been so long since we've seen it. That's the problem again as well. Like I said, he had the injury and came back to almost, and then to start off last year and then getting hurt again. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but it's been like what since 2018 or 19 since we've really seen him flourish. It's tough. It's a, it's a big leap of faith. That's true. I'm gonna go quarterback mm-hmm. here. Someone, because a lot of people like to wait on quarterback. Again, I've been kind of going zero RB and when I can. Um, so you you either go high end off the bat, or then you start getting nervous and take your running backs early, <laughs> and don't didn't do like a zero RB hybrid. But a lot of people that been falling back on Jalen Hurts because they think it's like the. Uh, the cheat code, the rushing, and like yep. you see the end of the season where he got a few splash weeks because of the running, but can he pass? They just picked up Minshew, but he's still being drafted as a top 12 quarterback. What do you guys feel about Hurts? Go ahead, Mike. I have uh, zero feelings for him. So I want him <laughs> to be good. <laughs> so if he is good, I've been picking up Devontae Smith like crazy. So like if he is good, then that's my that's my sleeper right there. So then I, I love it. But if he's not good, then like so we 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 didn't think he was gonna be good, did we? Who is know. your who is your late round quarterback target then if it's not hurts? Like say say all these players are falling to you, dude, and you just keep going and the, the top six guys are off the board and now you're in uh Tannehill, Brady, Rogers, Land, and Hurts is sitting there. Who's like one of those guys, or do you just punt to the end? Like I can, I can hold out. Like I, Stafford's like a good one for me. Like I think he's gonna nice. light that offense up. Yep. So like I've been scooping him up, but I have been going high end. Like I got Josh Allen in two of my 
two of my leagues and like, I feel really good about having him too. One of them, I got him, I was 14th pick. So like I, I was able to get Ridley and, and another Antonio Gibson and Josh Allen. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't think I was going to get anything. So I was happy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty similar on Jalen Hurts. I think people are looking and he had, he had one really good rush game and everybody's like, oh my God, he's going to be, that's going to be like Lamar, like baby Lamar. And I, I think people are, are way overdrafting him. And so I, I like Jalen Hurts as a, as a player coming out of college. Um, that was a guy that I was like, oh, the Bears should get Jalen Hurts like in the second, third round or whatever it was. Um, and then I saw him throw it in the NFL and I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of <laughs> ugly. <laughs> um, I, I'm not trusting Jalen hurts. Um, especially we, we saw it like two or three games last year where he, he actually put up decent numbers. I'm not willing to bet on him actually doing that for a full season. Uh, what, what about taking him and matching him? There's a lot of solid quarterbacks that are going undrafted like a Roethlisberger or a uh, uh, Kirk Cousins in his in his bubble boy outfit or <laughs> something like that where you might be able to have a fallback. Or Bur- not Burrow's still getting drafted, but a lot of people right. are drafting uh, Roethlisberger. And, and, you know, that's another one kind of like Cincy where I've been basically avoiding their wide receiver core too because I have no idea what the hell's going on there, even though they've got so much immense talent. But – when you have that many talented wide receivers, sometimes the best option is to take the quarterback. So, yeah. you know, if you did like a Hertz and then your very last pick, like a Roethlisberger as your backup, it's not a bad plan. No, um, I would just avoid Hertz though. I think you're, you could pick up a, a running back or a receiver that could pop instead. And then just take, um, you just punt the whole position. No, 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 I think I think in the in the, the range that you're going to be looking at at Hertz, you could get Brady, like we talked about. You could get Aaron Rodgers, who I think probably have some some tight some uh, touchdown regression this year, but he's still an amazing quarterback. Uh, and you're getting him within one or two rounds of where you'd get Hertz. Uh, let me look at my list real quick. Um, it's tough though; these these statues are. Like, I mean, you need to have some rushing ability to crack, like, the top seven anymore. I like I like the Stafford choice. I think, I mean, he's going to – I think he's going to do well in L.A. I think Matt Ryan is down, but he's thrown it a ton, and he's going to get you, like, low-end QB1, high-end QB2. I think I would rather have – wait another couple of rounds, get Matt Ryan, and then follow up with someone like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Yeah, you know, the, the the guy that might might be the breakout, might be the pop type guy. I'd rather I'd rather do that. I'd rather have someone who's a safe floor like Matt Ryan, who you know is going to get you a, probably at least respectable week to week numbers, and then get a guy that could pop with him. And I'd probably throw you know Cousins in that same range with with Ryan, somebody like that who's going to get you okay numbers week to week that you can at least have a floor, and then you get you get Lawrence or you get Fields, or you get Lance and you get the, you, with uh, Fields and Lance, you get that cheat code also where you can get the rushing yards too. Right. Yeah. We're stuck in the Midwest. So I, I feel like too many people are going to reach on fields. So we're kind of at, a, yeah, I'm at seeing a, that a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And I, I've actually heard someone say the other day that about Stafford, I love that. I love that pick, Mike, because um, again, losing their star running back, they're going to have to throw more because I don't feel they have the confidence in Henderson. Sony's coming up to speed, but also a lot of um, McVay's shine has faded since, since mm-hmm. he came in the league as the, the Vunderkind, like the, the uh, offensive genius that went up against Bill Belichick and got pantsed. And now <laughs> his, like his underlings, are out there doing things on other teams. And I, I feel like, and it, it's been said that like, he's going to try that he self picked this quarterback and he's just going to show people exactly what he can do. So I feel like there is a chance for Stafford. I mean, he's got weapons too. I mean, don't sleep mm-hmm. on uh Robert Woods, Bobby trees. Yeah. 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 Cup, Cup. yeah. Hig- Higby's going to be a tight end sleeper that if you miss like those top, top five or whatever Higby's one of the guys I'm all over dude I think that guy's gonna be large this year I love some Tyler Higby yeah I love Matt Stafford man like that dude's just a slinger right and <clears throat> he's gonna be in a system that's like uh nobody's probably ever seen before and he's gonna be putting the ball in some funky angles it's gonna be great he hasn't <laughs> He's never gotten that opportunity with any of the coaching staffs he's ever been with, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, he's never had that time to shine, and he still put up respectable numbers year after year and have been, like, flirting with top ten or top five on a couple seasons. It's Getting not like he doesn't kicked. have the talent. It's just that he has yeah, kicked. That, yeah. <laughs> he was just stuck in Detroit. All right. So I got to attack you. The Titans wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I mean, you got a monster behind center, which is a tough one to pick, who is also a polarizing player. Maybe I should just say the Titans in general, but Mm -hmm. because in PPR, if you're at that number four and most people are going CMC, Cook, and Kamara, do you pull Henry there in a PPR league? And then the follow-up question is what, you know, Brown had some work done on his knee and now enter Julio Jones. What, what's everybody feeling on the Titans in general, man? I feel it's a very polarizing offense. I just need to see it. So they lost uh, Corey Davis, their, their, their good slot guy. And then you yeah. got Julio and AJ Brown where essentially they do the same things. Like they, they get open on routes, but like they, they can smoke you too. So, like, I, I just don't know. And then, like, Tannehill was – he was up and down most of the year last year. So, he was up, up, up. And then once it got towards counting, you start seeing the, the old Tannehill come back. Um, so, that was – I don't know. A.J. Brown got me – won me a lot of games last year with Tannehill. I had Tannehill as my starter. I Their offense is – are they going to go run heavy or are they going to use these weapons? So, that's what I want to see. Well, they lost Janu too. So I mean, like, you got Ferkser as your tight end. So I mean, yeah, yeah this is an interesting situation of like, what's going to happen? I mean, they got to respect. I mean, even for the season Corey Davis put in, who again 
It's not too bad of a sleeper for for the shitty Jets, by the way. He's been getting peppered a lot. He's <laughs> kind of my new Jacoby now that Jacoby's been exposed. Oh, yeah. But um, him and uh, Isaiah, you got like a battle that because everybody's like, "Well, Julio doesn't catch touchdowns," but it's like, no, he didn't catch touchdowns in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So what what happens here? And you got to stack the box for the threat of the running back. I don't know. So what do you think? What do you think, Sean? Do you, A, at number four, do you take Henry in a PPR league? And then what do you think about these wide receivers? Man, that is a bad spot to be number four drafting. In a it PPR. sucks. I think that's why I saw Devontae in my left. I didn't think uh, they'd go yeah. there. I figured like, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Jones or Zeke or somebody, if you don't want to go Henry, I didn't think they sniped Devontae on me. So if you're if you're drafting Henry at four, your hope you well you have to hope he has another two thousand yard rushing season, because I think he was he was in PPR running back, probably like right about running seven back seven or four. eight or something. Yeah, I think he was. A, I think he was like, he was like seven, seven or eight. eight. So yeah, like oh. even even then, right with it like his year of years, I mean you're drafting at the top 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 of his value <laughs> and hoping he does it again. Man, I don't know. If I'm at four, I don't know that I can take Henry. Uh, I know Mike Mike is fading Zeke. I'd probably rather have Zeke at four. Uh, I'd probably rather have Adams or Stefan Diggs at four. I don't. I, man, I'm I'm glad I have not been at that spot yet because I don't know what I would do. What about I would hope Eckler? that someone would take. No, not not. That's too rich for Eckler. Too rich. Yeah. I think I'm not. A, I'm not an Eckler fan. I think Eckler. as we talked about earlier, okay. I think Eckler's Eckler's kind of your your rich man's Danny Woodhead. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there with with Eckler. I know he had a couple of good games to start last year, but when he came back after that hamstring, he wasn't good. No. And if you're drafting four, you need someone that's going to be that. That's your 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 water carrier. Is it I mean, too I'm rich not, for Kelsey? Is it too rich for Kelsey? Ooh. So the thing with Kelsey is, I mean, you're getting positional. You're winning your tight end every single week, and you're getting that. Positional. He's a wide receiver one in a tight end. It like literally, yeah. what he scores you is a wide receiver one production in the tight end spot. I I wouldn't no, hate. I, I would rather have Kelsey at four than than Henry at four, probably. But yeah, I'd pr- I'd probably go. I'd probably go Zeke betting on the come with him. I'd probably go Diggs or Adams. I probably go Kelsey. I probably I might even go Nick Chubb, even though they're pre- probably pretty similar players. Well, say Chubb's not far off from from Henry there. Yeah, he's he not. He's not going to catch a lot of passes. You more. Um, I probably wouldn't. So I, I, I probably wouldn't go Chubb over over Henry if I'm honest. I like Chubb a lot, but I don't. I don't think I would do that. You're not yeah, a player. I, I, you just shove a lot. That's that's <laughs> correct. I mean, look at me. All right, man. What do you think about AJ Brown came off like a minor surgery? He seems to be okay now. You got an aging Julio Jones here. Yeah. Um, you like the value of waiting a little bit. I feel like Jones might be going a little bit higher than, than necessary, but some people have AJ Brown projected as like a top five wide receiver this year. And you, and you can get him sometimes in the back end of two early three, depending on where you're drafting. I'd much rather have AJ Brown. Excuse me. Uh, I'd much rather have AJ Brown. Um, I've got him as like a top eight receiver. I think he's he's a guy that's got all kinds of breakout ability. 
Uh, I think people are overdrafting Julio a bit. I've seen Julio a lot, like in the back end of the third start of the fourth. And I'm like, that's, that's a lot for a 33 year old dude uh, in an offense where you don't even know if he's going to be the dude. Um, I like AJ Brown. I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy to think that he and DK were in the same receiving group <laughs> right? at Ole Miss. Um, you know, both in the weight room, all those weight room shots that those dudes took. Jeez. Um, it's he's, he's got that, that breakaway after the catch talent. Like I'm, I'm going to catch this slant and you five foot, 10, 190 pound corner are just not going to be able to tackle me. And I'm going to be like the dad in the backyard, just plowing through the kids. Uh, that's kind of what AJ Brown looks like sometimes when he's running is, you know, he's got a bunch of eight year olds trying to tackle him. Uh, so he can, he can take that three yard pass and make it an 80 yard touchdown. So I, I like AJ Brown a lot. I would take him, you know, if you're, if you're one of those guys that's picking high in the, in the first and you're looking at someone late in the second as a, as a good receiver, I think that's a great value. Maybe even top of the third. Yeah, it's possible. We are in a keeper league, Mike. I see you taking mental notes over there. I don't know if AJ huh. Brown's going to make it that far, but oh, <laughs> alas, I already uh, made my uh, feelings known on the Cincy wide receivers and partially on the Pittsburgh wide receivers. My last polarizing player is trying to figure out players is trying to figure out what the hell's going on in Dallas mm-hmm. between CD Lamb and his counterpart. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper. Yeah. what to do. They, they seem to like almost come up back to back. Cause one of the things that it's annoying about fantasy football is like, we try to do all this homework and we try to figure things out. And then they give you like a list of best available players that are coming up. And it's like, quit that shit, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't need somebody to know that this player's good too, but it's kind of like, you know, the bonus effect helped push things along so nobody's searching and you don't spend like six minutes a pick but those two guys are going close to each other and they and they have very different skill sets and ranging amount of success and in in a kind of questionable quarterback what do you guys feel on on those cats so i am i'm way high on cd lamb i think that's a that's a breakout wide receiver one, not one of ones, but a guy that's going to get you wide receiver one production this year. I loved him coming out of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, just a crazy great route runner, uh, great hands. I think he's a dude that's going to be a, a wide receiver one going forward starting this year. And I've always been, I've always faded Cooper just a bit. Um, he has those crazy big games where people remember, you know, oh, you know, he got me 180 yards and, and two touchdowns. And then they forget the next week where he comes out and gets two for 12. Uh, so I always kind of, I've, I've, Amari Cooper is a guy I never end up drafting ever just because I'm, I'm not, I'm not there with him. I think he's a great route runner also. Um, but I think CeeDee Lamb's a better player and not, and then, you got Michael Gallup late that I think is actually he gets stuck on a lot. I think Michael Gallup's a hell of a talent for like if you're looking 12th round, 13th round, someone that could actually, you know, get you some some weeks, especially at a flex spot. I think Michael Gallup's a great pick. But I'd be I'd be going hard on on CD Lamb, you know, right around the same range that you're looking at like, you know, Terry McLaurin, uh 
Chris Godwin, that that range. I think that's where I'm looking at at CD Lamb. What do you think, Mike? Like it all depends on Dak, man. Like everything that Sean said, I agree with. If Dak's playing, like they say he's not, not on the pitch count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that Dak is back, and and you're getting that offense. Yeah, but if he's so, like you said, if he's not there, it's all yeah. downhill from here. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, like if if Dak's not there, we'll never see it. But if I had to pick, I'd, I'd take uh, CD over Amari as well. Um, I would probably take Gallup over Amari just for Ooh. to have the floor. Yeah, like a, we know he's gonna he's gonna get you close to a hundred yards a game, and he might score a touchdown. So, like, I, I dig him. Just to clarify, you wouldn't pick Gallup where Amari's going, but you'd rather no, you'd rather, rather wait for the have, value. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd rather have with Gallup. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, I'm, with you. I'm just so clarifying. Like, somebody's gonna pick Cooper. And I'm right. gonna get Gallup later. Let and someone else let someone else get him, and I'll just wait <laughs> ten rounds. Someone's gonna, yeah, someone's gonna take Cooper in the third or fourth round, right. and you can get Gallup eight rounds later, yeah. and and get I think pretty close to the pretty close to the production. I would say it's just yeah. so rare for these teams to have more than one player to bring that value. So that's mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I brought up Pittsburgh. I, I brought up Cincy. I'm bringing up Dallas. Like, it's just tough. Like, you mentioned Terry McLaurin. Like, I'd much rather take a McLaurin with with Fitz and just hope that he just hyperlocks on that rather than, you know, especially adding Gallup in the mix, which I don't think, you know, is on the same level as the Pittsburgh or Cincy guys, but pretty damn close like you know I, I don't i just it's it's tough i those 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 three teams to me are, are just tough since he's definitely the one i'm avoiding i'm i'm definitely mm-hmm. you know tempted by deontay johnson on pittsburgh and claypool from time to time and like you said cd over cooper i'm with you on that but like the fact that it is so talented and so spread out and so you know we started this off with nobody cares about your fantasy football team. <laughs> football coaches don't either. And so ultimately <laughs> true. they have an embarrassment of riches on their offense. They're just going to move the ball, you know? So that's just what makes it so tough to try to choose between these squads. And that's why it's so, it's so crazy. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, they don't care that it, that you need 13 points to win your game. Uh, they're they're going to do what they think is the best play for their team. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've been I've been yelling, throw the ball to Mike Evans over the last five years, and they never do. It's not going to happen. Nope. All right. So you mentioned it briefly. Um, the rookie quarterbacks are either of you guys taking either Lance or Fields as a last minute bench stash, anything like oh, yeah. that? Have you guys taken them yet? Are you going to take them? Taking them both in every draft. Uh, both the earlier, together or just one or the other? <laughs> one or the other. Okay. So I've been able to get all of them. So the early drafts, like there was like Fields was my last pick in all of them. And now that he's buzzing, I've seen him go a lot earlier than he, he should ever be thought of. Right. And then if I can't get him, then I usually get uh, Lance with the last pick. Well, no, I agree. I'm, I'm very much the same way. Um, 
both of those guys are so talented. And and as a Bears fan, for once, I am genuinely excited for a quarterback. I think I think someone someone popped that um, the forty five Bears quarterback since the the Super Bowl. And my God, is that a depressing list? Um, it's horrible. And and looking through that list, there's not one guy that I was like, I am excited that this guy is my quarterback. Even <laughs> I Mitch, was excited when, about color. I'm not gonna lie, I was excited. I yeah, excited. yeah. I okay. I'll revise. Like when when we got Cutler, I'm like, okay, this, we made this, a move. This is an we actual, made a move. Yeah. We, we made, made a move. move. This is a young youngish yeah, quarterback yeah. that's made a Pro Bowl. Right. Okay. Yeah. Y'all did. And then you got his wide receiver too, Brandon Marshall. And yeah. I was just like, oh man, you guys are cooking down here. Maybe I'll come back and be a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> but like when we got Mitch, I was not excited about Mitch. Uh, I was I was pretty anti Mitch. I was pretty upset at that draft. Uh, I was watching it in a bar, and I was I was not a happy camper. When we got Fields, I, I gave a a very excited yell in my house and my wife is like, are you okay? And I'm like, bears just got Justin Fields." She's like, we, we, we hopefully will be now <laughs> when you pick He's those guys, fan, by the way. So when uh, you pick the guys at the end of the, uh, at the end of the draft, does it depend on who you have a quarterback? Like, no, you no. know, if, if like, um, you know, you, Russell's getting criminally undervalued, in my opinion. 100%. 100%. I feel like they're going to open up that offense this year. But, like, he's been falling, like, somewhere between sixth and eighth round. He's a great value. Yeah, Russ yeah. gets slept on every year. But, no, it doesn't matter at all. If You still just – just for the lottery ticket. If I take Mahomes, I would still take, with one of my last two picks, okay. Fields or Lance. I mean, best-case scenario, one of the two of them pops – and they can either fill in a week or two for you. Uh, if Mahomes goes down, you know, you got another guy. Best case scenario, Mahomes is there for you the entire year. And maybe you got a trade piece late in the year. If someone's looking for a quarterback late and you're not in a dynasty league, right. you know, and ju- say Justin Fields is, is coming in and he's playing like a QB one fingers, fingers effing crossed. Um, <laughs> but you got someone that's, that's got, say they, they took uh Josh Allen and Josh Allen got hurt or something and they're looking for someone to come in and you can grab, you know, an RB two or a wide receiver two for your investment. That's to me, that's way worth the risk. 100%. What if Amon Ross St. Brown is, is the next Anquan Bolden and you could have hey, taken uh, him with your last pick. Though. I, I, know Mike's, I know Mike's feeling that. I got him on my watch list in every league, but I do have <laughs> him in, I got him in two leagues. I, I, I picked him up. That that entire family has got just great names. You got Amonron, you got Equinimius. That's uh <laughs> you know the story behind this? Um Man, honest. was his, his dad, was his dad a, a professor? Yeah, so his dad said that they were gonna add Saint in front of the Brown in their last name because it looks better on a jersey. Like nice. you gotta look this <laughs> dude know up, that. man. Like this dude is like He's he's breeding athletes over there. Mm-hmm. They show pictures of them when they're like seven and they're like jacked. It's great, <laughs> man. It's great. You gotta read about his dad. It's awesome. Well, in a yeah, bit those, of Bears bad news, we signed the Lions scraps once they dropped Perriman. So they gotta <laughs> no. throw to somebody in Detroit. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on because 
Tyrell Williams never stays healthy. And so that no, could be, that's it why could I like Hawkinson for you guys. That's why so, I like Hawkinson. Yeah, but he can only catch so many balls. I mean, you kind of might have a um, a uh, Baltimore situation on your hands there. You yeah, know? Golf, yeah, golf isn't going to make it past the first game. He's going to get killed the first game. He's going to be out for the season. Bad. Yeah, that would that would be rough. That team is 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 really 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 sorry. That's going to be a top five pick again for them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Larry, well, right, man, I think he kept you guys long enough. And the, for the folks that kept listening, we appreciate you. Little fantasy roundtable. I think we're going to keep checking in throughout the season, like yeah. uh, maybe a uh, quarter of a season, see how things are going, talk some waivers, like where you're feeling on trades, how your teams are going. I got – I should have let off with this. I was going to because I got screwed in one league. I emailed the commissioner who shall be nameless Curtis, um, <laughs> who is a frequent guest on this podcast. And I said, Hey man, we still doing our league. Like we do. He does like a Yahoo league with some of his friends. And I got on a few years ago and he's like, yeah, man, totally. And I'm like, great. And I didn't follow up with, so I'm, I'm not giving him full blame because as commissioner, you should be like, yeah, the drafts is Sunday. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, yeah, man, we're still doing it. And I should have been cool. Where When's the draft? But I, I didn't. So a couple nights ago, I'm like, hey, man, is the draft this weekend? Because I got a lot going on. He's like, oh, man, it happened last Sunday. Oh, man. I thought you were doing a lot of crazy shit to throw me off. I'm like, man, you know, they put a little circle up there when someone's auto draft. Right. Text my ass. So my team, uh, this will be my greatest feat ever. I've already told them I'm going to put them on blast on the podcast because I'm going to come back from auto draft and win the goddamn league. So that's how it's going to go. But, yeah, the couple of my polarizing or do not draft players are on there, including one Saquon Barkley. Not happy about it. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. Oh, man. So <laughs> We'll see. You are boom or bust. <clears throat> no, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be all everything or nothing. I I did replace uh, my backup uh, tight end and defense. Yeah, I had two defenses on this. Oh damn man, team. yeah, full auto pick style. But uh, yeah, I got I got Hertz as my starting quarterback. Uh, Barkley is my RB one. Ceh, who I could have put on there as a polarizing player because Ugh. that was a rough first year, but mm-hmm. the world's open to him if he can grab it. No, it's not. My favorite player on the team's Ayuk, and that's not a great thing. So <laughs> we'll be checking in on that, man. But either way, I appreciate you guys coming on tonight. And Good talking we'll, to you, Ryan. Good talking we'll to you, check Mike. Back in. <laughs>